Welcome to the Insightful Player Podcast with your host, Chrissy Carew. In each episode, Chrissy interviews NFL players and other professional athletes to help transform our culture to be inclusive, kinder, and more loving. We hope to turn everyone into insightful players in their own lives. Chrissy is also the author of the book, Insightful Player, featuring over a dozen stories where football pros lead a bold movement of hope. You can learn more about her book, Chrissy's coaching programs, and more episodes of this show at www.theinsightfulplayer.com. You can also watch other episodes on YouTube and listen through all the major podcast platforms. Now, here's the host of Insightful Player, Chrissy Carew. The entire Insightful Player podcast initiative is dedicated to the late Tom Constantino. Tom Constantino was my PR consultant. He was over the moon fabulous. He introduced me to so many people, including in the sports world where I didn't know anyone. He really introduced my book to the entire world. And he always inspired me. He was so dedicated and he encouraged me so often, especially when I got down. He was really an exceptional human being and insightful player wouldn't have made it to where it is now if it wasn't for Tom. So Tom up there in heaven, I just want you to know you're going to live in my heart forever. And I am forever grateful for you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Insightful Player Podcast. My name is Chrissy Carew, and I'm a business and life coach, as well as the founder of Insightful Player. I founded it in 2009 because I was worried sick about kids with role models falling down left and right. So I partnered with NFL players with great role models who wanted to share their story and their personal message of hope and let kids know that they overcame tremendous obstacles and they reached their dream in spite of all the obstacles they came up against and that they, they want kids to know and adults alike that they can too. And um, you know what we're doing now is we're bringing it back because we wanna bring more kindness, inclusion and love into our world because things are pretty messed up right now. And we believe that love wins. And today we have back with us wonderful Jarvis Green. As you know, Jarvis played for the Patriots he won two Super Bowls, went to three Super Bowls. Um, he had a really tough upbringing and he overcame tremendous obstacles and built amazing amount of resilience. And while he was doing that, he did a lot of work on his personal development, which made him the success he is as a human being today. But it hasn't been easy, even since he left football. And he was gonna, we're gonna talk about that today. So welcome back, Jarvis. Hey, Chrissy, how you doing? Good, very good. So happy to have you with us again today. Yes, thank you very much. Let's just go right into how you were into Oxycontin, Oxy, and how you want a message for kids that they should never take drugs, and you were really blessed and lucky. Yeah, um, I think, you know, the mind is very strong, very powerful, and we have so many distractions in today's world, and drugs is one of them, and you know, I, just, I mean, I have three kids of my own and, and, and some what we talked about, you know, just the things that I went through and trying to get through football and sports. And, and I know that was from injuries and, and, you know, the the body and trying to stay on the football field. But I was able 
to go cold turkey, you know, and, and also just change and adjust. And I think a lot of it comes from the mental aspect, you know, for us to, or how we think or how we uh, process things, you know. And these drugs are not, they don't help that. They slow that down, you know, and they make you very cloudy. So I always tell kids, too, if you're going to do anything. So I tell kids, don't do drugs. Try to do things, you know, mentally, you know, physically with your mind, with your body, because that is is more powerful than anything else, you know, but you have to control that and don't let other things uh, tempt you or let other things cater to bringing you down. And drugs is one of those things, you know. So for me, that's why I know in my situation that I flushed all the drugs down the toilet because I know I see that's not, the outcome is not going to be pretty. It won't be positive. And, and, and I was able, you know, and had, had, there's a higher power, you know, so we have to find that in ourselves and, and who we believe in, you know, and, and it takes mind, mind over the body to, to beat those things. Right. And it's not easy um, to give up drugs. And it's such a, um, you know, that's a pandemic here in our country. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad that you're sharing that message with kids to stay off because it's not easy to get up, you know, and it can ruin your life forever. And all those around you who love you. Detrimental. Yeah, very detrimental. So we all have the power within, like you said, you know, the immense power of the human spirit and the profound courage within everyone, right? Yes, and, everyone. Yeah, and there's also um, tremendous goodness within all of us, and we need to go with that. I agree. Yes. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really important message for kids and um, adults alike, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you, you've had quite the journey since you uh, left football and you're like a, um, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. started out with helping a friend um, mm-hmm. in Louisiana. Um, can you tell us that story? Yeah. Friend of favor in um, 2012 and his family, well, he was more like, uh, remember that favor you owed me? I said, yeah. So I said, what you need me to do? And he was like, uh, could you come? Or we want you to come and help us with our shrimp sales. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all Louisiana, ain't y'all doing okay? Y'all got a couple of restaurants, you have a big facility. He said, yeah, we are, but we want to we wanna, wanna get trash and more out, out of the state. So we want to go like to the Northeast. And they wanted me to go to where Boston or where I played football at. And I'm like, man, I could do it, but I don't know anything about shrimp. So it was more or less, he said, no, no. He said, we're going to teach you everything. We're going to help you. And, they, and I started a six-month internship with a, uh, with, with a shrimp uh, business in New Orleans. And I did that for six months. And really, I did everything under the sun. I'm still in the seafood business. That's amazing. And, and I remember you telling me how you even sweep the floors and drove the trucks, you know, back in yeah. the old days. Oh, when they needed something delivered, I did it. I mean, the furthest drive I ever took was to, uh, we, we got a, well, I got a deal with the Albertsons, and I drove from New Orleans to, uh, to Phoenix, Arizona. It's quite the journey. You learn from the ground up. And then yes, so I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Yes, I did. And I mean, it wasn't like, it never felt like it was work, you know. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was going to get into or what my end game was, you know. But but I kept doing the different things. Whatever they needed done, I was there. I did it. Um, it. It was interesting, but it was fun at the same time. 
That's great. And, and then where did you go from there? Um, from there, two th- well, there's a lot of stuff that went on. I worked for another shrimp company. And then uh, for maybe four or five months, and they were trying to they were trying to kill me. Uh, when it came down to work, it they just made things very hard for me. So I said, you know what? I went back business, and then I had people calling me about selling shrimp, selling shrimp. So um, I got back into the shrimp business, and I started my own business, 2015, Ocean 97, and that's kind of where it started for me. Um, you know, the entrepreneur spirit in me, but just using all my old uh, connections and old uh, customers, I just got back into it. And here we go again. That's kind of how it started, a revamp. Right. So the other people just kind of worked you to death um, and wore you yeah. out. They didn't, they didn't try to kill you, kill you, right? <laughs> well, I, now you always see body competition out. You know, because when, when um, but when I, but the thing is, so when I got in, it was like they were trying to get all the secrets and the trade secrets from me. That's what they were trying to do, and and I, and I kind of, well, that kind of, I caught that, so I was very limited in in what I was explaining to them because they were selling shrimp south, but you know the prices and the rates was a lot different when you go sell. So that changed, and um, it was just too much. You know, and they try to keep me locked in, locked in the office, and keep me on the phone, and that wasn't the whole deal. Because when, when they wanted me to come work, they didn't say we want you to work for us. They said, can we, can we work together? Oh. Can you help us? They didn't say we want to make you an employee, but they were trying to make me an employee. You know, so at the same time, it's like you know the stuff we're gonna talk about later about just the, the color of my skin. You know, and the things that I had to go through, and I'm like, it was just a waste of time. Right. And what did you learn from that experience? Um. Don't don't ever think. Uh, every sheep you see is not a sheep. It could be a wolf. Right. Right. Because I know, and we're going to come up on that later. Is that you? You had to do a lot of growing with trusting people, right? Yes. Along the way. Um, and trying to please and right yeah so do you feel do you feel like you've really um gained some wisdom from that Jarvis oh oh, oh yeah I mean I'm 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 great now you know some of my, some of my business deals don't happen overnight I mean it's business you know and a lot of times when I meet people I guess they try to figure me out and a lot of them try to see if I don't understand the shrimp business and I just laugh about it because I mean I've sold to stopping shops and market baskets and these big companies, you know, and, and I mean, I'm on Amazon now and, and I understand business and I understand sales. I understand all of that. Now I'm a one, I'm a one person guy. So a lot of times, you know, when people talk to you, it's, oh, everybody, everybody, it's hindsight. Everybody, everybody have all, has all the answers. I want to tell you what to do and how to do it. But you know, I'm one person. I have a few people, you know, a few, a few uh, people that work that work with me or work for me. I have my counsel, and some deals I see now. I mean, I've learned that every deal is not for me. You know, okay. so at least I can be comfortable in the in the decisions I make today. Because in the past, it was more like I was chasing different deals and we're trying to get into to five or eight different places at one time. But I mean, if you can't grow, if you can't grow your your uh, you know like employment or, or employees, it's kind of hard. You know. I'm only one person. I can't be 10 people, 
you know, so I understood that as well. So, so for me, the things that I've learned, it, it really helped me now today to who I am and molding me, uh, molding me in, 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 you know, and who I am today that, that I could believe in that the things that I do now, I do them off of confidence, not just taking the chance. Right. And your values, you have wonderful values that you honor as well. Thank you. Yes, definitely. In the story, you know, I remember you telling me the story about how things were going really great with Ocean 97. And all of a sudden you lost your biggest manufacturer and you had some challenges with people. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, a lot of things happen so much. I mean, even like with shrimp business, it's not consistent to the point that we domestic shrimp, you know, so some of my I mean, yeah, they got maybe 20, 30 shrimp facilities, but I mean, I didn't do business with all the shrimp facilities. I did business with people that I trust. And if they have a storm or, or, or Mother Nature come in, I mean, we cannot control that, you know? And, and I know it was times that when, even like when I got into the stopping shop, I hold, everything was going well, but, but it's hard. And I'm going to say this too. It got to the point that I was doing so well in business People always ask me the question, like, who's doing this for you? Who's doing that for you? And I'm like, me, me. And and I don't know if it was the color of my skin or or what, because when I was doing this, the, the, these jobs and having all these deals, I mean, I was running a, a business and I was doing it with a with, I think with a with a decent corporate structure. You know, we 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 use a factoring, we had a bank that we factor all our POs and the supply chain. But then, you know, some people, I think in a way, because I had, I had my sauces, I had my recipes, everything was all mine uh, that I created. You know, what a chef in the kitchen, but then I, I would deconstruct it and make it cleaner and healthier, being value-added domestic shrimp. And when I walk in some facilities, I used to be like, hey, I got these big deals. And some of these companies never even heard some of these, some of these retailers that I was dealing with. But oh. of course... Of course, they wasn't in that business, but they created sauces and soups. And it got so bad to the point that I got calls from the seafood buyers saying, Jarvis, this isn't what we created, or this isn't what I approved. And I'm like, hold up. I know what I got signed off at the facility. I remember a few, I remember one time I got off the airplane unannounced. I walked into the, the, the sauce plant and said, give me a spoon to they was making my sauces. And it's hard, you know, and people say, well, you have to do this, you have to do that. I say, no, 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 no. I say, when you're in business, you have a supply chain, it's, it's, it's ethics that's involved. That if you order something or ask for something, this is what you're supposed to get. I can't be in 10 different places at one time. You know, that's just like somebody ordering something from China. This is, this is what you ordered? You're not going to go fly directly to China and check that out every time you have to make a, a process and order. You trust that that supplier, you know, or that company that they're going to give you the exact thing that that you agreed upon through contract. So I remember going to the sauce plant, and they, they used like a, 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 a I don't know what to call it, but they used a, a, a ingredient that wasn't what was approved, and that was one of the deals that kind of messed up my stopping shop deal, and not kind of it was one of them, right? And then. Every time I do something, it was like, I'm making money with a, with a company. I'm, they're creating sauces. Four months in, they was like, so so uh, so Jarvis, like, can we meet like the bosses? Can we meet like the, the people in charge? 
I said, I'm in freaking charge. You're talking to me. I'm here. So how do you expect to do business with anyone when they're doubting, they're doubting the way you do business? All the bills were getting paid. Checks were getting paid. I mean, some of those, and, and I went through, and I've been going through that, you know, I, my whole life when it comes to seafood business, just people doubting me and doubting me. And I remember when Walmart called me, it was just so much. And I had um, third-party companies, a lot of people scared of Walmart. You know, and and a lot of vendors I had to go to didn't believe I was dealing with Walmart. So sometimes I had to walk in to to the facility and ask them for their computer. They're like, "Why well, you need my computer?" So I can show you that I'm a vendor for Walmart. This is my vendor number. So whatever you about to talk about, it's all legit. So I've been through that so many times, and it was to the point. It's just like, where can I get a break? You know, and, and I see all the stuff about the Black Lives Matter and, and, and the minority companies. I've been a minority company, you know, since 2015. Uh, I've been working with the big Fortune 500 companies, all of that, you know. So, so some of the things that goes on now just wasn't for me and the people I work with in my supply chain. And it's sad to say that even like with the stuff I have now, I had to go out the country just so I can do business with people who didn't care about the color of my skin. Wow, so that's still going on. Oh, yeah, still going on. So wrong. Yeah. I, it must have been so discouraging and maddening. I mean, um, you know, to people not to honor and respect you. And, um, yeah, it is. It goes on. But at the same time, you know, you got to keep moving forward and do business, you know. So, I mm -hmm. mean, I have, I have opportunities now, you know, and, and thank God for social media. And, and I know, like, um, the largest gift basket company contacted me maybe a month ago. I'm doing business with them now and they're moving volumes called LA Baskets. So I'm, I'm just blessed that, and, and they're buying my canned shrimp that goes into a, a gift basket. So I'm just blessed that I didn't give up. I had people saying, stop, do this. I had people say, come work for me, come do insurance, do more construction. Uh, you're not doing nothing. You're not going anywhere. I say, well, I mean, I created something that's first of its kind. You know, I'm working my I'm working my butt off, and I mean, COVID was was, was a big deal. You know, because before COVID, I remember I, I got approved with Kroger nationwide with my canned pate, and got approved in Hong Kong with a big supermarket. So it's like, I'm going to get all of that. This is going to come back to me. You know, but I'm a patient soul. I'm very patient. You know, I've learned. Uh, I really do make less phone calls now. Before I made so many phone calls, I was chasing deals. I really don't do that anymore. I just, the deals come to me. You know, I think that's the universe and that's me taking care of myself and taking care of people and respecting people. What kindness, with respect. And I know you respect people that feel like they're not in it for you, you know? that you still give them respect. That's one of the, one of the many things I admire about you. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. I've been through, and I've been through that. I've been through some deals that it wasn't even just me. They had other people, you know, investing in things and we had a crook in the gang, you know, in on the group and, and, and something happened and it affected everybody, you know? So, I mean, I, I learned from that. So, I mean, like making new investments, I, I really don't. I just invest in myself. That's what I do now. Well, right, and and you had and there was a time when um, all your friends and people that cared about you told you give this up, you know, because you had some tough times with your business, and 
Um, and you were so willing to make sacrifices because you had this vision that you believed in and you believed in the quality of your products. And you even let go of your car because you couldn't afford your car anymore. You did that for how long? I mean, it was like a, it was maybe six, seven months, but it, it happened right before COVID. So I have an excursion of 20 years and it wasn't, I mean, the truck was paid for, but it was getting older. It, it was a diesel excursion. I put, I probably put 50,000 miles on it a, a year. And I remember I gave it, I gave it to my brother, I think at 300,000 miles. And he was like, it's a classic, it's an antique. I said, yeah, but it cost me 10 to 15 grand a year. I don't need that expense. I got kids, went to my divorce, I'm taking care of my kids, you know, and, and I was staying in, uh, I was staying with my brother, cause we had like a deal. He bought this place, I helped him out a little bit and I was there, but it was time for me to move on. You know, so it was right before COVID. I gave the truck up like January. And then, and then I was staying up. I was staying in the Atterboro, Massachusetts area. And then I was like, I need to come back home. So COVID hit. I uh, had a nasty little breakup. Came back home, and I had no vehicle. You had then, kind of break? You said you had some kind of breakup. What yeah, just a relationship. That's all. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So COVID hit, and this, my shrimp business just stopped. All all the deals I had stopped. Because uh, I just launched my, my new can product like in, in, in like in uh, October 2019. And you know what's crazy, Chrissy? I won some deals with the government and gave up my truck. And I had my best sales for Ocean 97 from the time it started during COVID. Right. And you, I know you were down on your knees praying for God to help you because that's pretty tough when you everything stops and you're self-employed and you're creating and you have your own business and you're creating your own paycheck and yeah. you pray, pray for insights from God. And I think yeah. that's a great story that you could, you could share with us. Thank you. you. And, and I mean, I prayed, but I mean, I wasn't worried at all. You know, I mean, I was there, I got my coffee every day, ate my little, made my little breakfast. I was, I was, I was doing a little jogging, eat my little cans, shrimp after I finished working out. And uh, I was trying to sell some 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 beef and some other things, and I'm like, hold up, I'm a state vendor, approved vendor, approved government vendor for the government. I'm like, let me go check out some, see what's going on with this with this pandemic, and that's when it got crazy with all the PPE and, and the masks, the sanitizer, and I went in and won some bids and I was successful, and you know, it, it got to the millions. The millions, like like working these deals, winning these bids, being successful. And I'm like, okay, great, pivot. That's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing how you can do that. And you helped a lot of people because we were in deep trouble. We didn't yeah. have enough PPE for healthcare yeah. workers and first responders. And and so, because um, I remember and I, you saying, God, how, what can I do to help? Yeah, you know, and, and save my business at the same time. Yeah, and a big thing for us was that, um, you know, we were very, very worried about just making sure that, you know, no price gouging happens because we had like a little supply chain. But then I started, I started going direct to China because the prices people was charging. I mean, everybody, everybody had, 
everybody owned a mask, but didn't have any money to buy a mask. Hmm. So I'm, you know, well, let's, we're going straight to China, directly to China, you know, and, and then I had my funding in place and we did it, you know, and it, it was like to do business then you had to have your cash on the table. So we did it, it was successful and moved out to my brother's place and bought a house. Wow. Gave up my car, bought a house, stood in on the car, but I got around some way, somehow got around. Never had an issue, never had a worry. And, and I mean, prayer and, you know, believing in yourself and believing in your methods. But I'm going to say this, though. It, was, it wasn't like when I started the seafood business. You know, I had my, I had my lawyers, I had my counsel, and, and everything got done. Didn't have any hiccups at all. Everything worked out. Um, I guess at the same time, it became like irony for, for, for a lot of people and, and you do things, but then, you know, I always tell people, whatever you do, make, you make that final decision. Don't let anyone else make your decision for you. You make it positive or negative. You have to deal with it. Right. And, and you did a lot of inner work. I know that because we've had those yeah. conversations and, you know, you, you took a look at, wait a minute, I trust people too much, you know. I'm trying to please everyone and I need a greater respect for money, which is huge. Yep. A lot of people have those challenges. And right. what, what can you say for people that have similar challenges like that, that are getting in their way? I mean, cause that's a huge gap that you closed. Yeah, it was. I, I think it's just real about, about refocusing on yourself. And if you were successful, I think, not think if you're successful in life and people and people's success is, is a lot of people have success as private jets, big houses. Success is different in many different ways to different people. Success is graduating high school. Success is graduating college. Success is having that job that you always wanted. Success is having that first job that you never had before. It depends on what makes you happy and what you believe in, you know? And for me, I had my ups and downs. I won two Super Bowls. I made a ton of money, tons. Married, you know, blessed with kids, beautiful kids, healthy kids, success. It depends on what it is, you know? I mean, got divorced, you know, got done playing football, you know, <laughs> made a bunch of bad decisions. I made some great decisions. What is success to you? But you have to believe in yourself. And people can say believe in your methods, but but sometimes everything that that you think works doesn't work. I mean, it's just life, you know. But you have to have confidence because once you once you fall, and we always hit this, you got to get up. You have to get up. You have to get up. If you don't get up, you always get up. You yeah yeah. And if you get up, you never finish. You never finish. You never know the outcome. I quit the first day of football. If I would have just stayed home, I wouldn't would never went to college and got a degree. I would never went to the Patriots to win two Super Bowls because something that I made a decision back in seventh grade that I quit. But I but I didn't. I went back out there. So I tell people, man, just when you fail, man, just change your methods, try to finish it, but don't stop. Keep going. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's great. And you're right. Back in junior high, when you it, it was tough for you, 
you know, yeah. um, getting tackled, trying to tackle someone who was nailing you. <laughs> and he said, that's it, too much, I'm done. And, and yeah. it's great that that wonderful coach of yours chased you into the locker room and yeah. uh, read you the riot act. I'm so glad you went back because your life would have been so different, so yes. much different. Um, so it, it's really great that whole getting back up, people have to believe more in themselves and it's not how many times we fall, it's just how we get up. Um, yes. Because we all fall, every one of us falls. We all get disappointed. And um, you're trusting in your faith had a lot to do with your success for sure, um, which is great. You made it bigger than you. And, and hopefully my kids can learn from me and, and some things and also just, um... We have your, you have your, your, your downtime or downfall. I think the biggest thing is just being positive, you know, right. and we talked about crying. I mean, it's just okay to shed tears. It's okay. I mean, you don't have those roadblocks, you know, in life, period, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, not just work, job, right. it could be anything, you know, so got to keep moving, stay positive. Well, one thing that amazes me, and boy, if we could all be like that, we would have peace on earth, is that you want to share your love with everyone, including mm-hmm. enemies, you know, people that make it tough on yep. you, people that are filled with hate. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing. Um, so how did you get there? Because that's, I mean, we need that now. There's so many, there's so much anger out there in the world right now. Um, there's so much fear out there with everyone, you know, getting sick with the COVID and, you know, people are losing loved ones. It's awful. And it, it, it's like, it's just like the COVID stuff. You see some of the news about the people going to the restaurant and get denied or get extra vax card. And I saw this morning, some guy shot a, shot a, shot a person. Could they ask him, where's the vaccination card at? That's awful. Yeah, it is. And and people getting scuffles. And I don't understand. I mean, the world needs more love. It needs more kindness. It needs more happiness. And a lot of times you see the news and when you see news, it's not, they always show more negative stuff, you know, ne- negative, negative things sell. And, and, and it's so sad that that's the world we live in today. But can it be adjusted? Can it be changed? It can, but it's going to take millions and millions of people to do it simultaneously and do it together. Yeah, and that's why we want all of you viewers you know? to join in on our um, our bold movement of hope to bring more inclusion, more kindness, and more love into yeah. our world. You know, um, if we could all, it, all do that, to even a little, do one something small every day, it would make a huge difference. Yeah. It would be just helping somebody. I mean, chivalry is dead, you know, and, and uh, it is dead. It is chivalry. It is. It is. I mean, I, I'm always opening the door, doing the little things. No, but you're, you you're so good at forgiving. How do you do that? Because there's a lot of us that need to forgive others out there in the world, and that's part of the anger. Um, yeah, that we're it, experiencing. it is. It is. And um, I mean, I I have to say that came from my mom. And, and she, she raised us the right way, as as you know, as, as uh, you know, as kids. And I, I call my hypocrite now because she's older; she's seventy. But it's like she raised us to be kind, tenderhearted. She raises our feelings. She raises us to have emotions, but to be positive, you know, to help people, to open the door. You know, if somebody needs something. You see somebody straying on the side of the road. 
And of course, you know, in today's world, people aren't the same people 20 years, 40, 50, 100 years ago. People have hatred in their hearts even more. People are growing colder hearts, you know. So, it, and for me, I'm one of the few. I think I'm one in a million. I'm on one in 10 million on, on who I am today as a person, as an individual. I truly care for people. I truly do. Yeah, I think you're easy to love. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Because you give so much of yourself to others and you, you care so much. And, and, and as we talked about in the um, other interview, how you couldn't stand it, you know, when Katrina hit and all these mothers, single moms, were in such trouble and needed help with their families. And um, you, dove, you dove right in, you know, it's just, it's just part of your DNA. You're here to help. You're here to really Thank contribute you. to others, and, which Thank is amazing. And, and I, I think you. it's cool. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I remember a few, I guess maybe four or five months passed. I probably, I think I probably picked up three people, right? They, they were stranded. One was a black female, two was two white males. Um, and I picked them up and I remember like, I remember the, the, the black female, she was stranded and, and, and I backed up and then she walked to the car and she looked down and looked at me and she was looking like, I said, I understand it's 2021, people are nuts. I said, look, do you need a ride? She's like, yeah, but I don't know. I said, look, I took out my license I said, this is my license. This is my name. My name is Jarvis Green. I have three kids, two girls and a son. I'm only trying to get you to the next stop. Looks like you need help. I'm here to help you. You're not going to get kidnapped. This is crazy. This is what you got to do these days to offer help to people. It wasn't, it wasn't that way years ago. It wasn't. You know, it's, it's, and times have changed because they have so much hatred in the world. You don't know who to trust. Right. But there is the goodness within all of us. And that's what you model. Yeah. That's what you model, Jarvis. And that's what we all need to do is, yeah. is model more and look for the goodness. And I think there'd be a lot less hate if we focus more on the goodness, just as you said, even in your enemies. I mean, I think that's something that is incredible. And, you know, so I've been very inspired by you from just, you being able to open your heart to people that are very unkind to you. I think that's huge. Thank that's you. amazing. Um, and if we could all do that. Hey, look, hey, look I, I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm a guy, I block a lot of people. <laughs> when people aggravate me at times, I say, you know what, I can't deal, I can't, it, it's not, it, I can't, you know, I can't help you. And But, you know, also the love, you have to love back, you have to get it back. You have to give it, you have to receive it as well. Right, and I, I think it's healthy. We have to block out negative influences in our lives. And I think that's really healthy. And if we don't, we never get to be all the best of who we are because um, it's really unhealthy to be around unhealthy situations. So yes, I, I, that's, a, that's a really good thing. So again, there's another example. Your values come first. Your family is more important. You don't have time for this nonsense of all this negativity. And um, that's a really important message for everyone because then they give out of people start giving out of resentment i know i was been there when i was younger i tried to help everybody but i got burnt out you know you know and, you, you know what you and i did that at a time when i played ball and i'm like 
I just can't help. I, I can't, you know, I, I can't. And um, I got, I got to take care of my kids, you know, my family, you know? Um, and I know even like when I'm home, I mean, our, our home is so positive. Like when the kids come to the house, you know, I ask them to do different things. They, they do their, they do their duties in their, in, uh, you know, they got to wash dishes and all that stuff. They do all that stuff. But I always tell them, let's let's have a good time. No fussing, no fighting. It's going to be positive action 24-7. And that's the way it's been. That's the way it's been, you know, and that's the way I like it. And life is too short, you know, and we're supposed to love more than we're supposed to hate. Right, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, very important messages, and if we could all be more loving to each other, um, yeah. that would make a big difference. You know, if we could be more like my rescue dogs, you know, they're unconditionally loving. If we could be that's more like them. That's <laughs> what they, right? That's what they do. Yeah. Yes, that's what they, they're built for. You're right. Right. I'm just, I have all three of them around me now. Um, okay. They're quiet. They, they don't. They don't say anything, huh? They're not always. They're not always quiet. Yeah. Um, if I get a package delivered, you don't hear them barking. Oh, good. Um, yeah, but if you know, I love. Um, I try to emulate them because they're unconditionally loving. You know, yeah. and if we we could all be unconditionally loving to each other, we'd have peace on earth. No issues or bugs. Yes. Um, so I also a couple more things I wanted to ask you about is you have this other new business you've just launched. And can you tell us about that? Oh, talking about Chef to You? Yes. Yeah, so Chef to You is, uh, I've been promoting it down in Newport uh, for this wine event. And Chef to You is for chefs. You have these different other apps that's out there right now. They're very expensive, very high. Uh, Chef to You will not be like a traditional food app. It's going to be more about the small businesses, mom and pops. But then you're saying chef to you, you got catering, you got food trucks, you got um for if you want to like gift baskets, uh weekly, monthly meals, you know, if you're a vegan, if you're celiac, if you are uh, rapid weight loss, if you have cancer, anything that, that deals with your health, chef to you will be that specific uh, app that's gonna be for everybody. So when you want a burger. You're not gonna just see the, the the yellow arches pop up first all the time. They won't be on that app. You're gonna see specific restaurant owners, mom and pop places, and we preach to them that they need to need to have the ability to cater to anyone that has health needs or uh, obligations. Uh, so the good thing about Chef to You is that we we signed and we did we're doing a deal with Simon Group Properties, largest mall owner in the world, and we're gonna start off in Florida in March of 2022 in Florida, for five malls, 50 food trucks, and we're gonna grow from there with Chef to You. Now this is a beta, so it's a nine month beta, you know. But on that app, say if you wanna order you need food you could talk to the chef or the restaurant like like present time and you can have it your way depending on what you want and you know, on the menu if you don't see what you want you can ask them that you could pick your favorite chef in the area and again this app is for the chefs 
This is a chef app. Chef to you. So as a consumer, right, if I lived in Florida, and how would I be able to use that app? Would I have to go go someplace, or would they deliver? uh, They're going to deliver. So just say you live in um, Tampa. You got got two malls in Tampa. Now, of course, the food truck is going to run around the malls, right? The geofence and all that, the demographics, the geofence area. But then just say, oh, I want Asian. Uh, but I want something different. I don't want a brick and mortar. You know, I heard they got this going on at, at, the, at the mall. You can order that if you're in a certain radius and it will get delivered to your home. Now, if you want to go to the mall and today it's Wednesday and you say, you know what? I got four or five kids. You got whatever. You can order your food on Wednesday. And when you get to the mall on Saturday, your food will be ready for that particular time that you choose. And what does but, it have to do with the trucks? The, the- well, so, so when we first started with the app, it was more like we, we were trying to find a vehicle to, uh, to attach ourselves to. But then, like, um, we had some communication with Simon Group, and we talked for months, and we went through contracts, and everything looked good. We agreed upon different terms. But Simon is a vehicle for us because at some point, we're going to be in the malls getting downloads from the customers. So... We tell the food trucks this, you know, you got a food truck event and everybody get out of there and they see how, they try to see how busy it is. You know, they look for the long lines. But these food trucks, these customers are going to be invisible customers because of the technology and the platform that ships you will bring to them. So just because you don't have a line of 50 people to 100 people, you will still have people looking, chiming, looking for your food and your orders. And they will either come to you or we will have a courier service to pick up from that food truck to bring to that particular address. Okay, so people with, um, you know, concerns with diabetes or, you know, um, anyone that has any kind of health concerns that uh, vegetarian, for example, or I'm really fussy. Like I love Italian food more than anything, but I hate onions, peppers and mushrooms. So would I be able to call one of those chefs and, um, and, and order some Italian food without onions, peppers, and mushrooms? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So when you go in, you got the, you got the, you got the quick meals, right? And then you also have the catering side. But then you could talk to that chef about, hey, could you do this or could you offer this? Of course, price may change here and there, but they could cater to you. Right. And how do I do that? Is it through my phone? The app? Yeah. It's through yeah. my phone. I, I text him or her? Yeah. Yes. You go into the storefront and you would go in there and they would have like somewhere that you could talk to the chef. And then you pretty much could have a live conversation with that chef. The chef will get a chime and then y'all would interact back and forth. You know, and, and it's again, you, you can put your details and exactly what you need for your food, for your orders. Mm-hmm. The chef for you. Excellent. That's really fascinating. Yeah, and to it, I mean, it's going to be something new because you can't just go in and say, hey, I don't want the secret sauce on a Big Mac or something, you know, McDonald's. I mean, they're going to do what they've been doing. All the fast food chains are going to be doing what they've been doing. But these mom and pop places, when you walk in, you get the same, you get that same customer satisfaction that they can alter and adjust their menu and their plates for their customers. Well, this app is going to do the same thing for the customer, and the chef could do that. And, and the chef, hey, the chef is going to be able to have an ability to win more customers because they could cater to anyone.
and they work out of a truck. They used to always um, truck, brick and mortar, anything. Oh, oh okay. And so these oh, some chefs gonna be able to work out of the house. Excuse me, because every state has a cottage law, and every state it differs and differs in every state on mm -hmm. what chefs could possibly do. Excellent! Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really exciting. Um, I, I, I look forward to them coming to New England. <laughs> oh, definitely. Hopefully, we get. Hopefully, it'll be 2022 in the fall. Hopefully. Oh, good, good, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it would help the chefs as well as you know the consumer. You know. Yeah. Then the good thing about it is that it's not the 30, 40 percent. No, we charging 15 percent. So um, that's going to really help the chef as well. So it's reasonable. Yes, for the platform. Yes. Excellent. 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 All right. And, and one, one really important question I want to ask you with all this culture um, challenges and Black Lives Matter and, you know, the horrible death of George Floyd um, last year um, and how a lot of people all over the country rised up to support him and what happened. And it as a white person, middle-class white person for me, I thought I understood more um, mm -hmm. about what other races go through because my mom was a civil rights leader. And um, and so I thought I understood, but with the whole George Floyd thing, I didn't know and I didn't know. And a lot of us don't know um, what we don't know. And do you see, so what was it like to grow up a black child and become a black man and a black father? And how do you see things now? I mean, for us, it, it, you know, we grew up in a small town, Louisiana. I mean, it was it was always tough. I mean, my mom, my mom worked at, uh, as a Philip Randolph for NCAACP, you know, back in Atlanta. And she used to have lunch with Martin Luther King's father back in the day. So, I mean, she, she's been around it her, her whole life. And they, they moved to Atlanta. You know, she moved to Boston so she could have, I guess, more... Uh, opportunity right to, to, to do things as, as a black woman you know but us growing up they didn't teach us any hate hatred it taught us more about that she said that the world's going to be different it's adjusting and a lot of people will not give in you know and you they color your skin you have to do a lot more things you have to work you know 10 times harder you have to believe in yourself you know and a lot of people will give you doubt through the process but you can't stop you know so for me and i'm gonna say this too Playing sports was a blessing. The sports world is completely different than the real world. It really is. Black, white, brown, yellow, we don't care. We see, we see everyone for who they are because in, in, in the sports world, I started playing in seventh grade, but, but, I, but, but it's different. You know, all the things that goes on the outside, we talk about it all the time. But we keep moving. We have a job to do. We got camaraderie. We are brothers. One. It doesn't matter about the color. And the crazy thing is that we all have our jive talk from where we grew up, and it's not personal, you know. So it's different than than than. I think if I didn't play football, I would I would have seen it got affected even more uh, with the color barriers and the issues between you know the color of your skin. Uh, but I've been through it before. I mean, I've got checked before and, and 
by people and I guess just to see my dominance on who I was as a person. But but I mean, I think at the same time, we, we grew up with an open mind from our parents. You know, and you see what's going on today in the world. And I didn't really like, I saw the Black Lives Matter and all the stuff that was going on. And even you go all the way back to when homeboy took a knee at the game. Um, I didn't really get into it, you know? I mean, just everything that goes on with the presidents, the politics, um, does it affect me every, affect, does it affect me every day? Maybe it does, you know? Um, I don't know, Chris, it's just crazy times that we live in, you know? And I mean, I grew up around the Confederate flags and seeing those Confederate flags oh. in Louisiana, but, but I mean, <laughs> When I see that at a bar, I don't go in that bar. It's not my bar to go into. Right. No, so the South is the South. You know, even you go down to all the, the statues and the monuments getting torn down and this and that. And I mean, every country in this world has had history. Every country, every place, every zip code, every address have had history, good and bad. I mean, that's what made us all today. You know, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I still go through it. You know, um, I can tell if somebody is, 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 is you know, is, um, what's the word? I could say racist or racial. I don't know. I, I can tell if somebody don't like me. You know, I can tell if somebody upset because maybe I got an edge on them. But we all be going through that, you know, different walks of life, every, every nationality, every person. I am. I have a belief that bigots hate their own guts, and that's why they, they act that way. Um, bigots, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the word. <laughs> and um, they're just detached from their soul. Um, so, yeah. and do you think it's getting better now? I mean, do you think the whole George Floyd incident is going to help transform people to be more loving? A lot has changed. Uh, I'm gonna say this too. When Kaepernick, when Kaepernick took a knee, right? People talk about what could have happened. The camera guy could have not even focused on him taking a knee. It, it will never existed. Right. It will never existed. I mean, I've seen people do you know, well, they've been down a tidy shoot during the national anthem, mm -hmm. but then it was time too. You know, at one time, we didn't go out for the national anthem. You know, we didn't, unless it was Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, it, that, that, the world been changing, but that kind of like changed everything. That like, that, that like put everybody, everybody hit the brakes and like everybody, you can see, open their eyes or woke, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But it changed a lot of different things. I mean, my brother was a policeman for 20 years. My, my, my sister's a policeman now. Um, my, my, my dad, my uncles, my grandfather served in the military. A few went to war, combat. Um, I believe in my policemen. I believe in those who go to war, who fight for the country and protect us. You know, is it a thin line? It's not. We got to make the right decisions. Right. We do. We do. And again, you know, and it's back to just bringing more love into the world. We're all 
Yeah. We're all the same. We're all human beings with souls. We are. We are. We are you being know? ourselves. We are being ourselves down. Right. We're all the yes, definitely. And um, one of my mentors, Barbara Marks Hubbard, said that crisis is an evolutionary driver. So oh. I'm hope I'm really hoping that this crisis really can transcend us to become more loving to each other. Crisis, yes, disasters. It drives yes. everything. It increases yes. money. It gives yeah. jobs. It rebuilds. Yes. Mm -hmm. It does so much. Definitely. So in wrapping up, is there anything else you want to share? Oh, uh, no, just thanks again, you know, for letting me share my story on Insightful Player. Uh, it's always great, you know, we catch up and talk about things and a lot of things to be emotional, but it's like a time that I can get things off of my chest, you know, and, and share with you and share with, with those who's watching and listening. Um, it's a big deal, you know, the world we live in. And again, like you said, we got to just have big hearts and, and keep sharing and keep loving. Definitely. Be kind. Well, yeah, be kind. That's right. And that's what we're, that's why we reignited Insightful Player to bring more inclusion, kindness, yep. and more love into our world. Yep. And that's our focus. And so I would like to invite everyone out there today to just do something to lift someone up today. Just whatever it takes. Yep. You know, just someone in your family, someone in your neighborhood, the grocery clerk, just smile at them, acknowledge them. Because even if you're feeling awful, if you do something nice for someone else, you're going to feel a lot better. So right. um, go out there and just spread love. Okie doke and kindness. So yes. thank you for listening. And, and thank you for being here. Jarvis, man, I love you. You're the, you're the best. And thank we'll talk again soon. Thank you for watching and listening to the Insightful Player Podcast with your host, Chrissy Carew. Chrissy is also the author of the book, Insightful Player. Featuring over a dozen stories where football pros lead a bold movement of hope. You can learn more about her book, Chrissy's coaching programs, and more episodes of the show at www.theinsightfulplayer.com. We hope to turn everyone into insightful players in their own lives. You can also watch other episodes on YouTube and listen through all the major podcast platforms. Thank you for your comments, reviews, and sharing the show with others. 